Santa time alone across the beach Sometimes it's lies they little Hey there, everybody. I know we said that James is going to be in the studio, but he's on special assignment and life is fluid. So in that fluidity, we're going to go ahead and take it on over to James. We don't waste any more time. James, what are you up to? Hello, Warriors. Welcome to another edition of Outreach Warrior. Thank you for that introduction, Tom. Well, a lot is going on. Life is busy life is fluid as tom said i am super super excited today um as we try to get out of our bubble here um out of our comfort zone at outreach warrior um i want to get out me and tom want to get out there and start actually talking to people that are experienced homelessness that went through homelessness that are recovering that are doing better for themselves and positive great people and we all know of the app TikTok, spend way too much time on it. I don't know about Tom's dabbling in it. He's a lot better at it than me. He makes cooler stuff than I do. Um, but a few months ago, I came across this really interesting person. His name is Bandana. And I started following his videos. Um, he was uh, homeless at the time. I've been following him through ups and downs. I reached out to him and he's a super nice guy. And today we have him as a guest here on the Outreach Warrior podcast. And so I would like to welcome, hey, Bandana, how you doing? doing hey how you doing brother i'm doing awesome man i'm doing amazing well thank you so much for joining us on the podcast we really appreciate it so we want to just dive right in there um i got a bunch of questions for you but could you please just tell us about yourself a little bit yeah so my name is bandana it's my street name uh, i was homeless uh, uh basically out of my whole life i'm 49 years old and i've been basically uh homeless about 20 to 25 years of it uh, I've been homeless for about two straight years now, except for the past two months, maybe because I've been living in this house here from a guy I met at the clinic because I had to go to the clinic because of what happened at a, at a certain person's house. And uh, I ended up in the clinic for a while. And I met this guy and he gave me a place to stay. And I've been here ever since. I've been doing amazing. It's out sticks out here and I'm a free bird. So I love it. It's a, it's a nature rehab out here for me. Um, uh, also, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been doing awesome. And uh, the streets, man, it's a, it's a rough place to be. If you, if you want to stay off drugs and, and actually be out homeless, you can't. It's uh, You get offered it every day because everybody knows who you are and they know you're out in the street. And they know that uh, that you're basically, you know, wanting to just uh, do it anyways. Uh, so it is the big, it's a big drug issue out there. And it, yes, the homelessness is a lot of broken hearts, vets, uh, people that have been abused. And uh, it's basically people that are struggling because of, uh, something that some kind of uh, um, trauma happened to him in the past. And uh, it's, it's just a major issue and it's getting worse and worse as time goes by. And this COVID thing did not help it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. COVID, COVID knocked everybody for a loop, uh, me included. Yes, it did. Um, um, so I, it's something I just want to touch upon real quick. Um, I work with uh, younger homeless children, uh, children, they're 18 to 20. And something that I try to talk to them a, a lot about is the substance abuse that's on the streets. So if you're on the streets, that's something that you have to deal with and they got to watch out for. And so, yeah. I mean, so like you're saying, if you're out there, the drugs are there, right? Yes, they're right in front of your face every day. Yeah. But there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, a remedy for it though. 
And I know how to, how to stay away from it. If you can find a, like a McDonald's or a Burger King or, or a little restaurant somewhere and you walk in and you tell them, listen, uh, I, I'm living out here on the street. Uh, I need a safe place. I need a place to, to be visible, invisible. Uh, so you got to make yourself invisible when you live on the street and you want to stay off the dope. You have to make yourself invisible. So you, you go in there, you ask the, the, the boss, you talk to the boss, they listen, can I hang out in your store? Because I get I'm homeless and I get attacked by these drug dealers asking me to buy their dope all the time. And it's really hard to keep saying no all the time. And actually, I'm on dope right now and I want to stop doing it and I want to stay away from them. Uh, so you go in a little restaurant and say, can I hang out in your, your restaurant so that I don't, I'm, I don't have to deal with this? And you offer to mop the floor, you offer to do little chores around the store, and they might just say yes. You know that you know it's awesome that you want to stay away from the dope. And yes, I will provide this for a safe place for you. And even uh, even ask them if you get a job there, because that's what I did. And uh, most time, I did get a job. Uh, the last one I did did that at was like Kentucky Fried Chicken slash Taco Bell, um, and it worked out for a little while. But then I I myself uh, kind of messed up, and um, I kind of screwed that up because I I. I met somebody and I ended up uh, relapsing. So I lost, like I said, the streets, you know, it's out there. If you, if you leave a safe place for one second, the wolves attack you really fast. You know, they call them wolves, the wolves. And, you know, and we're the sheep and they're attacking the sheep and they're just basically picking us off one by one. You know, it's, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be hard out there. And, um, commend you on your recovery i'm also uh, i don't talk about it very much recovery from drinking seven months um but relapse is a part of recovery you know it's it's a learning curve from it you know sometimes you got to take a step back and realize and you realize you know how much better you off how much better you are off yeah. about it huh? you know so yeah. a relapse is nothing to be ashamed of it's it's, it's a part of recovery thank you so um i want i wanted to i wanted to reach out and i wanted to ask you so um, we're trying to spread awareness. And so what advice would you give to somebody that's facing homelessness, that they know they're facing homelessness and they know they're going to be out on the street? Uh, the first thing, if, you, if you're facing homelessness, uh, the first thing is to start going to church. Find a Catholic church, basically. They're the best suited for that kind of thing to help you. Um, let them notice that you are going there every Sunday and every Thursday, every time church is open. Uh, sooner or later, uh, the treasurer is usually the, the person that will come up to you and notice that, uh, or, or if you make it them aware that you are homeless and that you are coming to church, they will actually start helping you. Uh, but the reason why I say Catholic churches because they're they're really well suited for that kind of uh, issue, and uh, uh, they will uh, usually the treasurer will be get be getting uh, in contact and whatever you need, they will actually provide you with uh, if if you seem like a person that's trying to. Uh, to uh, get off the street and stay uh, in a straight line and not fall into the uh, the rest of the crowd that's basically still falling once they get on the street. Uh, the best thing to do yeah, is, is to go to a church and start showing people that you don't want to keep declining and that you're you're putting your faith in God and let God you know basically take the wheel and uh, guide you through uh, your issue that you're going through. Best thing to do is go start going to church. Yes. Because it's it's a scary thing, and it some of people it's looming on their horizons. Um, we have a lot of programs down here. Um, I've just whole bunch where where I work now for and like you were saying, if you're showing people that you want to you know change your situation, there are a lot of programs, there's churches programs, yeah. a whole bunch of things that they can reach yeah. out to. But the problem is a lot of people a lot of people don't know how to begin that search. 
Um, so uh, can you give me one positive thing that you've learned that, that you experienced being homeless? Uh, the one positive thing that you learn about, you learn how to put effort into things. Uh, if you, especially if you're trying not to decline any further, you learn how to put effort into yourself and you're trying to get out of it. Uh, and once you get out of it, uh, the effort that you put into the, uh, uh, trying not to decline further, actually, it's like, it's like lifting weights. Um, if you, if you put, if you exercise your effort into declining, it's, all, it's like your, your muscles are getting bigger and, and your effort, uh, body wise, you know what I mean? And, uh, if you keep doing that sooner or later, you do get out of the, uh, the, the issue that you're in and, uh, you get so strong with that. And when you get out, it, it's actually a positive because then you become a much better person. It's like you learn from it. You learn from the issue that you were in and you're stronger when you come out the other end. You know, it, like, like they always say, God tested you and he put you to that for a reason. That's why to make you stronger. And that's what you become stronger when you do become homeless for a little while or even a long time. You come out the other end 10 times stronger because effort to try to get out of it. Awesome. Yeah, those are those are some good words, man. I appreciate that. And so not to bring it down, but we have the positive. And what, what would you in your eyes be the worst aspect of being homeless? Uh, the, the worst yeah. aspect you mean like as in uh, what, 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 what oh did I experience? Uh people are looking down at you all the time. Yeah. Uh they they look at you like you're garbage. I, I I'm not trying to put the humans human uh, humanity down, but there's really a really not a whole lot of great of compassion out there. Let me tell you one time I did see a whole lot of compassion. Okay. And it, it, I busted out crying and I'm about ready to start crying right now. Um, I, I was out of McDonald's and I was standing there. I was, I, we were, there was a table there. It was a safe house for, for a lot of the homeless. It's McDonald's. The guy that worked, the boss was a, uh, worked for a homeless shelter and he was helping the homeless have a safe place to go to keep, stay away from the wolves. And uh, well, I was standing there. For about three days, I had walked around with no shoes. I mean, barefooted. My feet were basically uh, had uh, glass in it and basically bleeding most of the time. They were in really bad shape. This guy came up and said, hey, do you need shoes? I said, yes, I do. Well, he, he didn't say nothing. He just turned around and walked away. And uh, this guy was barefooted as he was walking away. And uh, I looked down, his shoes were right in front of me at my feet. And they were the same freaking size that my feet were. That was amazing. And I, I cried for like an hour after that. But uh, the worst thing that, yeah, the compassion, uh, there's no compa really no compassion for people that are out in the street. Because basically what everybody thinks when you're out there bumming money or on the, on the corner with a sign that says, I need money, I need help, I need you know this. They look at you like you're just nothing because they pretty much take care of just a drug addict because yeah, almost everybody, almost all the homeless out there. Yeah. They do have a drug issue, uh, but that's, it, that's not always the reason why they ended up out there. Uh, and uh, that's the second thing, the drug issue, compassion and drug issues. Is, is the drugs, it's like a magnet for, for homeless people. A drug dealer sees a, uh, a homeless person, bang. I mean, it's on you like a magnet because they know you want it, you know, because uh, they know you're going through issues and they know you're weak at the time. So they attack that weakness. And they got you, they hook you, and they, they don't let go. It's like a devil's grip around your neck, man. You can't breathe. They're on you every second of the day. Yeah. And, and that's something that I 
want to talk about and something that we, me and Tom are working together and with my nonprofit is that awareness and that you don't know what people are going through. And that you're right, there's not that much compassion and people judge people being on the street, but you don't know what, <laughs> nobody knows what you're going through. No. And that's why I think it's so awesome that I met you, that you have a platform like TikTok that you can get out your story and people can figure mm. out that you're out there doing the best that you can. Um, I, am, I don't want to cut this too short because this is going awesome, but we, I think we only have a few minutes left. Tom, is that um, my producer, Tom? I think oh you want to wrap God. it up with Mr. Mr. Bandana. You that's are- great. I mean, dude, we could talk over hours with you bandana oh, I, mean, I would love to i would love uh, to i love chatter i love i love conversation i could conversate you for three days straight without stopping dude hey i'm gonna well, talker man so, so i'm a talker all three of us are so that's what makes so it I hilarious <laughs> i would love to talk to you man i would love it i would love to you all amazing thank you for coming for thank so, you for being so here that- man yeah. So let's make this like a teaser for um for a part two next time with Bandana. If you would have if you would like to come back, we'd love to have because there's there's a whole bunch right. of stuff I want to ask about you. Um, I've been following you for about three three months or so on TikTok. And wow. I'm really glad Thank that you. you got back to me. So he he's an interesting he's an interesting guy. He's got a lot of cool stories, uh, ups and downs. Um, always picks awesome music on his TikTok. <laughs> so uh, Bandana, hope. Bandana, hopefully we can set you up for next week and we can do a part two. Great. That'd be awesome. You guys are amazing. I'm glad you are working on helping people out. And it's God's strength and God's strong that helps everybody. And y'all doing a great job. You soldiers. I'm a soldier. And all those people out in the streets are soldiers. And we need to help them out of that because they're injured. No man left behind. No woman left behind. No child either. Absolutely. And please, um, if you are a new listener, please um, just... If you're on TikTok, uh, look for Bandana. He's got 10, 15,000 followers. He's got a big following. That's awesome. Uh, please email us at outreachwarrior at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your story. We'd love to get you on the show and just reach out. And we have an event coming up at the end of the month. We're past Operation Clean. We're going to be handing out hygiene supplies, deodorant, um, feminine supplies to the homeless out in Orlando. So say a prayer for that. Keep us in your thoughts. And Tom, take us out, bud. Okay. Well, Bandana, as far as I'm concerned, and I know James would probably uh, quote this as well. You're one of the family, man. You're welcome back anytime. And I'm looking forward to next wow. week talking more. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. One of us. One of us, you know. <laughs> anyway, thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining James. And let our new family member, Bandana, have a great day, better tomorrow, and be a warrior. Living here for centuries. Yet I feel so lost. Men will do just what they please Never count the cost And who's gonna help me find my way back